when you're up against a hostile room of people who don't want to be there, you need real strategies that get results. Welcome to From Hostage to Hero, the show that gives you practical advice you can use right now in the courtroom, boardroom, or classroom. Learn how to move your unwilling audience to one that is invested in what you're saying, eager to participate, and engaged in the process. Learn from the attorney whisperer herself, your host, Sari Delamont. Well, welcome everybody to another episode of From Hostage to Hero. Sari Delamont here, the attorney whisperer. And today we are bringing back Coach June to talk about emptying your cup. Welcome, Coach June. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm so honored to be back again. So, yay, yay. <laughs> and let's just for listeners who are new to us, uh, why are we calling you Coach June? Well, Coach June, June Ho Hong works in the From Hostage to Here, well, I should say H2H crew, which is our paid membership. And if you are not in the crew, why are you not in the crew? It is awesome. Now, when this podcast drops, we have closed already. Um, but we will be reopening January 2022. So you want to make sure to go to fromhostagetohero.com and get on the wait list so that you can work with me and June. And we have guests and it's cool and it's awesome. And June, do you want to say anything about the membership before we get into our content today? Yeah, I mean, I love the membership. The, the, the best part I love about it is the community. I mean, yeah. it is so beautiful, the support everybody gives each other. And I mean, like, it, it's, I did not expect it to be what it is. And it's mm-hmm. just so beautiful to see how everybody pulls through for each other and just sharing their time, knowledge and love with each other. It's, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And I think that's been surprising to a lot of our members. I, just the other day, Christy, our admin posted in the group, you know, what do you love about uh, H2H. And one of the responses was how non-judgmental it is. And then she added, the crew member added, and that's been hard to get used to. Yeah. I, I thought that was yeah. an interesting comment because I think we're so used to being judged. And yet in the crew, we definitely give you feedback as we talk about, you know, they're the four pillars of, of mastery. One is training, one is feedback, um, one is practice, and one is community. So we definitely give you feedback, but it is in a way of, of loving feedback, I guess is the word that I would use of how we yeah. do that. Yeah. And, and, and ha- a little tough love. <laughs> yes, for sure. And especially in my podcast, I'll take people down for their bullshit thinking, which I think is helpful. But, um, and what do you do in the, in the membership? What are the, the things that you do? Yeah, so the main things that I do are the learning lab. So we have the voir dire learning lab and the nonverbal learning lab. And to kind of give an idea, so with the voir dire learning lab, it's really an opportunity. That's why we call it a learning lab, where we sit together and we work through an issue-oriented voir dire, right? Mm, and so the idea yeah. is we work through it, whether you bring a case uh, that you're currently working on or we make up something and you bring it. And hopefully you'll bring it to one of the hot seats, the Wadir circle. So now you know what you're looking for in terms of what questions you want to ask and what sequence you want to do it and you practice it. And, and that's the whole idea. And then if you like say you went to the Wadir circle and you're like, ah, oh, that didn't land so well. I didn't think come back to another learning lab mm-hmm. and then we, we, we revisit it and try to make it better. So that's the whole idea with these learning labs. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's, that's exactly what we're trying to do with the membership is, 
you know, there's the book from Hostage to Hero, which you get at, as a member, but it's not enough just to read a book. We want you to have a chance to practice and get feedback and work with the coach. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, join the membership. That's that's our little message there uh, for today because we're having so much fun back there and our crew members are so much fun and, and um, they just love each other and we love them. And it's just a whole love fest. Let's just put it that way. But today we are talking about the concept of emptying your cup and how this is absolutely essential when it comes to learning the H2H method in particular, but really learning anything. So before we, we jump in, let's talk, because June, you kind of brought this up in the, in the crew, and that's what gave me the idea to do a podcast on it. What does this mean to empty your cup? Kind of where does that come from and, and what made you bring it up? Yeah, so um, for those of you who don't know, I, I grew up in a martial arts family. And what I mean by that is, my grandfather, he created the federation that my father, my uncles, everybody were instructors and masters in called Tang Sudo. And um, probably the most famous guy that people would know is that trained in our style was uh, Chuck Norris, right? Wow. I didn't even know that. That's super cool. So the concept is I grew up with this where basically in our style, uh, most people think, oh, black belt, right? That's that's the top level you get. Well, in our style, we did not have black belts. We had midnight blue. And what that signified was you are not fully complete. You, have, you never reach that top level because you are constantly always growing, evolving, mm-hmm. and all that oh, stuff. Wow. So never come to anything thinking that you know it all. Mm-hmm. Keep an open mind. Empty yeah. your cup. Yes. Empty your cup. And you also said that this concept comes from some cheesy '80s movie as well. Yes, it was. Uh, it was called uh, "No Retreat, No Surrender." And the scene that this kind of played out was: um, so there's this young kid who knows martial arts, but he moves into a new town and he's getting bullied by all the martial artists. And so he goes to the grave site of Bruce Lee and he's like, oh, please, you know, show me wisdom. And so the spirit of Bruce Lee comes to this kid. And so Bruce Lee on the first training session goes to the kid. Okay, now get into this stance or whatever. And the kid's like, oh, I already know how to do this. And Bruce Lee takes out two cups and one cup, he goes, this cup represents you and it's full with, filled with water. And he goes, this cup, and it's a cup of soda, right? Represents me, Bruce Lee. So he starts to pour the soda into the cup of water and then it starts spilling. So the, 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 the little kid goes, he goes, no, 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 don't, don't do that. And so Bruce Lee just goes, you see, if your cup is already full, you cannot accept and receive anything that I show you. And then he empties the, or dumps the water out of the cup and then pours a soda into the empty cup and says, to receive my wisdom and my teaching, you must first empty your cup. Oh, yes. I love that. Okay, we're going to talk about that in depth in just a minute. But let's first talk about what you and I are seeing as people try to learn the H2H method. What, what do you think is, is the biggest struggle or frustration for people when they first encounter this method? Or really any method. What do you think happens? It's what I see is 
how does this fit with what I already know? Mm-hmm. Hey, that's not the way I would do, but, but, you know, so-and-so does it this way and the other great trial attorney does it this way, but how, but you know, how does that fit into either one of those? And oh, uh, or David Ball says never to, or yeah. Randy McGinn says always to, you know, which Randy McGinn actually never says always to do anything, but you know, the point <laughs> is being, right. yeah, they try to make this fit in their cup, already full cup. Yep. And why doesn't that work? Why doesn't that work? It doesn't work because it's it's basically, when you're doing that, trying to take this new thing, new skill or new information that you're learning and try to fit it into something within your world of knowledge, you're manipulating this new information and you're trying to make it fit. And then you're basically taking away the essence or the power of that new information. Mm-hmm. So now it's whatever you made it into, that's not what it was. That's not yes. what, you know, what that information or technique was is supposed to be. You just completely mutated it. Yes, absolutely. And wouldn't you say too that that and you can speak to this as your your own personal journey as a trial attorney and then finding H2H, but wouldn't you say that it's like seriously confusing out there to figure out how to do this quote unquote trial thing? Yeah. yeah, what has been your experience and then and how did H2H change that? Yeah, the I was that was one of the things that drew me to you when you started saying, Oh, you know, if you're the type of attorney as goes from CLE to CLE, watches DVD or reads this book, and I was like, Holy shit, that's me, right? <laughs> <laughs> and and then I was like, because I got so fed up with that because it was so overwhelming. Before every trial, I'm like, wait, okay, I got 10 books out. Which one? What, but this one says this, but this one says that. And instead of spending time on actually working on the voir dire or the opening, I'm, I'm debating which technique to use. And it just, it caused so much anxiety and I just got fed up with it. And I listened to you and I said, you know what? I'm going all in. Fuck this other shit. I'm going all in. I'm, this, this, let, let's see what this is about. Hey, I'm trying not to swear on this podcast because your kids oh. listened to the last one and, and we're now here you are swearing. So it's on you, Daddy June. <laughs> now, look, don't listen to your dad, kids, when you listen to this podcast. Um, so true. So true. I think that's, I mean, I think that's one of the reasons why people are so drawn to H2H is because we're like, stop with all that shit. Now I get to, now I get to curse. Yes. And um, because it's it's so adding stress and overwhelm to a job that is already full of stress and overwhelm, mm-hmm. and and instead focus on mastering something for once. And again, we always say it doesn't have to be H two H. I mean, we think H two H is awesome, and we love H two H. But just stop the searching. Just go all in on something. Yep. So, so let's talk a little bit about, okay, so we've already talked about how emptying your cup will be helpful to kind of come to this with a beginner's mind, but let's also talk about why that's so important, particularly for H2H, because as you and I were discussing before we started recording today, H2H has a completely different philosophy yeah. than most trial methods out yeah. there. What would you say is, is, is the biggest difference in the H2H method? The biggest difference is really the philosophy and the the mindset aspect. Mm. I mean, that 
mindset aspect, I mean, in and of itself is so transformational. That has really opened my entire world. And I see trial differently. I see everything differently because I now, through all the mindset training that I've been doing with you and Coach K, it's, I get to choose my mm, thoughts. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to, you know, I see my adversaries and colleagues and they're all stressed out. I'm smiling. I'm like, hey, let's go. Yeah, yeah. And I think too, if we go back several podcast episodes ago where I talked about fear, that most of the trial methods out there deal in fear, right? Mm -hmm. so, so instead of taking you out of fear and teaching you how not to be in a fearful place, they just continue to keep you in fear. And not only that, they, they put the jurors in a fear place. So yeah. everybody's freaked out, everybody's scared. And so that creates uh, the exclusionary Wadir process, if we talk, want to talk about that for a little bit, and how it's all about these people are here to kill you, mm -hmm. so kill them first. Yeah. So you go into that and you learn, I think, throughout the years and years of training. Well, I wouldn't even say you get guys get years and years of training. <laughs> it's just, this is kind of like you cut out of law school and you're like, oh God, these are the people standing between me and the verdict. How do I kill them? Right. And so you go into the, the, the trial process with that exclusionary voir dire and from hostage to hero, as you and I were talking about, isn't necessarily the opposite. It's not, no, we want, we love everybody and let's keep everybody. It's more about, there are people here that want to help you mm -hmm. and you stand on the side of the right. And if you get down to the principles in your case, that will help you find your people. And in that process, we'll also... <laughs> find the people we don't want there. Yep. But I think that's a big reason too of why you have to empty your cup, particularly for the H2H method is that if you come in with the exclusionary, these people are here they're to kill me, they're my enemy. And you try to make this work with that, it's not going to work. Speak a little bit to that. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's so hundred percent true because if you're going in and, I, and I've done the exclusionary and I was able to just knock off panels and panels and panels, but then end up with still a shitty jury. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I was like, great. I knocked off 60. Great. I still got six that suck. Great. Exactly. And, it, and you know, to put a little brain signs into it, I mean, the, the whole reticular activating system, and this is why emptying your mind is so necessary is because if we don't empty our mind and we still have that whole, oh, we got to do exclusionary, they're out to kill me and all that kind of stuff. Guess what? Your brain with the reticular activating system, it's going to only filter in the information so you can only see the bad jurors, right? And so you can try doing the H2H method and try to do the design alliance and all that kind of stuff. But when your subconscious brain is still having those thoughts mm. underneath it, you're only going to still see the bad jurors and you're going to start feeling, oh shit. And you're going to start acting like, okay, now I got to start knocking people off. So that's why you have to empty your cup. Talk a little bit more about RAS for people who don't know what that is. Yes. So RAS, the reticular activating system, I think the best way to explain it is kind of like with this example. So um, ever had a situation where like you're just driving on the road and you're like saying, you know what? I'm going to buy this brand new red Maserati, right? 
But before, the, before you actually buy it, you never see a red Maserati on the road. Then the day you buy that red, red, red Maserati, then you start driving out on the same highway. Now, all of a sudden, everybody has the same red Maserati. You're like, what the hell? It's yeah. not because they all bought it at the same time you did. It's just the reticular activating system because your brain is a machine that is all about efficiency. Mm -hmm. and, you know, with all the information that's coming in, it has to filter stuff out. So when you focus on that, um, that red Maserati, because now you're focused on it, you just bought it. Now your brain is letting all that stuff in. Your reticular activating system is really just a filtering system. So yeah, yes. that's what it is. Yep. Yeah. And, and what's so great about that is that you can decide what your brain is going to filter, yeah. right? So you get to decide, I'm going to focus on this and then your brain gets to filter all the rest of it out. That's what's awesome about our brain. In mm -hmm. fact, it was funny. I was just recording yesterday for our um, new brand new time management course, Life by Design, which we are... Um, unleashing for free in the H2H crew. So if you're a crew member, you get my shit for free as part of your membership. You know, you pay nice. for the, the, the membership events and you pay for the course that lives in there, but all the extra stuff is free, which all the rest of y'all have got to pay for. So another reason you might want to join the crew, but I was talking, uh, one of the lessons in there is your brain ally and asshole <laughs> because your brain can totally work for you, but can also totally screw things up for you. And, totally. and you have control over that shit, yep. right? But but you've got to learn how to use your brain effectively. Yeah. And in the yeah. course, we talk about how there's your prefrontal cortex, which is your thinking rational brain. And there's your habit brain, which is your reactionary brain. And you actually need both when it comes to time management, for example, because your prefrontal cortex is the one that does the planning, right? It's the one that's thinking about, here's my goals, here's how I'm gonna achieve them. And then your habit brain is the implementator, right? It's the one that goes and then creates habits and makes sure that you actually are doing the things that you're, you're doing, but you get to program yep. that shit. Yep. And so that's what's so great about um, what we're talking about is that you get to decide what you're focusing on and then your brain just comes along and goes, great, we're focusing on that. Yeah. Let's focus on that. So you're absolutely right. If you have this whole philosophy of there are people here that want to hurt me, there are people here that want to kill me and I got to find them first, but I'm also trying this H2H method, which says there are people here that want to help me. Then it just screws up the whole thing. Yep. So that's yep. a problem. So how do we empty our cup? Like, how were you able to let go of all the learning that you had before yeah. and just come into this with a beginner's mind. Yeah. I mean, I think one of the things for me was just, I had such a strong motivator of not wanting to feel so stressed out and overwhelmed and confused. Mm -hmm. That was a horrible way to try a case. I hated it. And I just said to myself, you know what? Nothing else is working. I'm going all in. And I told myself, and it was, I guess I was kind of doing mindset work before even knowing what mindset work was. I yes. told myself, you know what? I believe that this is the answer. I went in as if I'm like, okay, um, beginner's mind. And this is going to really be my thing. Mm -hmm. And I just went all in and went to your studios. I just followed your podcast, read your book actually reading it more than once, practicing, creating a habit, you know, after the studio, when I first learned the design alliance, I came back 
And I would practice design the lines at least 15 minutes every morning. Like while I'm doing my morning routine, I'd get up and, you know, drinking my coffee and I would just say it out and practice, 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 practice. And I, I did that for months so that now if I don't practice it and I just wanted to do it, I can still do it. And I'm like, okay, I got to brush up a little bit. Okay. In five minutes, I got it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Which is so huge. I think because, you know, when people, there, there is a small group of people and I talk about this in a podcast pr previously, but who join H2H and, and they get the endorphins from that. They're like, oh, I'm doing something, right? I've joined this group. And then they never show up. They don't watch the course. They don't take a hot seat. And then a few months later they quit and they're like, well, that didn't work for me. <laughs> well, yeah, of course it didn't work for you because you're not actually participating. You do the it work. doesn't work to just buy the book. It doesn't work right. to just, you know, join a thing. I think that we, we've, we've created a culture in, here in trial, trial world of joiners, but never like participators, right? So we're all joining these new things and, and trying these new things, but nobody ever as we as go full circle here mm -hmm. actually buys in. And I think a big part of this emptying your cup, I think you're absolutely right, is, is the mindset work because to be able to let go of all the training and all the things that you tried beforehand is scary. Yeah. It makes you feel a little vulnerable. You're like, okay, I've got to let go. Those things were things that protected me, right? Mm -hmm. Sorry's asking me to actually be vulnerable in front of the jury and trust them. That's a huge part of H2H is trusting your jury. And to let go of the idea that, that they're my enemy. I think that takes a lot of trust. And so instead of just asking you to do that, we say, and we're going to give you the mindset skills yeah. to be able to do that because it's not just, we'll just flip a switch and now, you know, do this and let go of all your old training. It's, you got to do some mindset work around that. Talk to me a little bit about the importance of the mindset piece and why that's probably the most important thing that we cover in H2H. Yeah. I mean, with the mindset piece, I mean, like how you were talking about the, the automatic part of our brain, right? The, uh, the subconscious part. I was actually just saying this to the, uh, the, the path to master group yesterday. I've heard it mm -hmm. said this one before. So our prefrontal cortex is like the Einstein part of the brain, right? Albert mm -hmm. Einstein. Mm -hmm. And our automatic subconscious brain is like Frankenstein. So if you picture Frankenstein versus Albert Einstein and they were in a fight, who's going to win, right? Yeah. You, yeah. Can't, you can't outperform or you can't outdo your subconscious mind. Yes. Um, yes. So with the mindset work, it really helped me choose my thoughts and have those thoughts that are serving me to attain what goals I want to achieve, have those actually be reprogrammed into my brain and that become my subconscious thoughts and that become automatic and that becomes habitual. So now when I'm in confronted with any circumstance that used to uh, evoke thoughts of, oh shit, how am I going to do this? Now it's like, oh, it is going to be fun. You know? Yeah, yeah. And that wasn't something you could just do the minute you stepped into the H2H world. It took some oh. training. And so, and so we talk about a lot of times in the H2H, we talk about brain science. We talk about rewiring your brain and how we are wired to be in fear, right? Yeah. That's what our brain is, is meant to do is to make sure to keep us safe. And so 
that's, there's nothing wrong with that. There's a reason why all of you in this world are scared shitless <laughs> because that's your brain is wired. Exactly. But the other part about this is that you can rewire your brain. Yep. That's what's so exciting about this work is you can rewire your brain. And so, so much of H2H is helping you do that. And there, there was an inter interesting thread that you started this week because every week um, June posts in our H2H crew, a, a Monday mindset video or a post of some kind. And you had posted this last Monday, you know, what do you think of when you think of mindset coaching? And it's so great that our, our members felt so safe to, to yeah. post what they really felt. And there was a lot of posts like, well, you know, at first I thought it was, you know, woo woo, or I thought it was bullshit, or I thought it was, you know, snake oil. And yeah. then I realized that, that, well, first of all, there is a lot of that out yeah. in the world. So I'm not going to say that there isn't, there are people who just get certified online and, you know, from one day course and call themselves a life coach. Yeah. Our process is much longer and uh, much more intense, but, but they realize the mindset and how important it is as they get into it and find that their world is actually changing. Mm -hmm. You know, it reminds me of a podcast that I did a long time ago called, I think it's, learning how to fly. I can't remember exactly the name and I should look these things up before I do it. But in that podcast, I talked about how this work is going from running to flying. And yeah. I think the better analogy now is it's kind of like we're saying, look, you guys have learned how to walk and then you've learned how to run. But when you come to H2H, it's like, now this is swimming, right? It's a totally <laughs> different sport. Right. And y'all are still trying to be like, okay, I'm going to go out and I'm going to run more miles. And we're like, no, 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 you need to stop running and learn how to swim yeah. because it's a completely different thing entirely. Yep. I don't know if you know this June, but, and I, I just got an email this morning. Uh, somebody asked me to come speak on this because I think people are starting to freak out, but in Arizona, they have gotten rid of peremptory challenges altogether. I did not know that. That is literally the new thing starting January, 2022. Wow. What are you, what's your take on that? And how do you think H2H is going to be able to, or H2H people are going to be able to, to accommodate that? Cause we do have several Arizona numbers. Yeah. Well, first, um, I'm, the first thing that came up in my mind is, oh man, a whole bunch of attorneys in Arizona is going to be, their saboteur is going to be like, holy shit, we got, we got to learn how to do this exclusionary, exclusionary voir dire, knock all these people off and learn how to knock them off for cause because we don't have any peremptories anymore, right? Yes, yeah, they're going to dig deeper into that. Mm -hmm. Now, the way I'm thinking about it is like, okay, in New York, we get three peremptories, right? So I'm like, does it really even make that much of a difference? Oh, well. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, I was just exactly what I was thinking. Um, and and I should have looked this up, but somebody emailed me something about how it's kind of a good thing that this is happening. Um, but I, I absolutely agree. I think H2H was made for this, this situation yeah. entirely because we look at peremptories as a nice little bonus. Like, yeah, if there's some, some bad jurors on there, we can kick them off. But if you go back and you listen to the podcast, it's not the ideal juror, it's the ideal group. Mm -hmm. Right. We've always been about how it's the group that we're trying to form yeah. and that no matter how many good jurors you have and the other side kicks them off, it doesn't matter if you do our group uh, focused voir dire mm -hmm. instead of individual focused voir dire because they can't throw off the whole panel. Right. That is now 
gelling around your theme. Speak a little bit about this. And we're kind of going all over the place in this podcast, which I think is kind of fun. But <laughs> speak a little bit about H2H's focus away from individual voir dire to group voir dire and yeah. why that's so helpful. Yeah, I mean, I think you kind of uh, spoke to it uh, already a little bit, but I mean, when I came to the studio and I first learned about this concept, I was like, that is so amazing because even if you get a bad juror in your group, guess what? The group will take care of that bad juror, mm-hmm. you know? So it was so powerful. I'm like, oh, I don't have to be so scared. Yes, yes. And I think, you know, for us, so many of, of you are trained to have these little individual conversations, right? You're like, I've got this group of 12 or 30 or 60 and I'm going to talk to this one person and we're going to have this little conversation and everyone else is going to be so interested in that conversation. And guess what? Nope. Nope. And not only that, it's like you, you need to train your jurors how to operate as a group because that's what they're going to do in the back room. They don't know how to do that until you train them to do that. So we talk a lot about how to ask group questions, how to throw it back to the group. In fact, we were just working in, in the voir dire circle um, a few weeks ago and how it, much more efficient this is because you don't have to go juror by juror by juror and ask them, do you agree? Do you disagree? Do you, you just go, okay, what does the group think? Yep. Let's, let me throw it back to the group. And it really forms your group and, it, and it, it's so much more efficient for you. Yeah. And it's what you're going to, they're going to be doing anyway. Oh, that's one of the, my most favorite techniques I learned in Vaudeir is the, the hot potato. It's like, just throw it back to the group. Hot potato. Absolutely. Absolutely. Every time you feel like you're struggling to come up with another question to ask or that the focus is on you, that is a signal that it is, you need to throw back to the group. The group yep. will always rescue you. They'll rescue everybody. If you yeah. know how to form the group, they'll they'll manage themselves. They'll manage the outliers. They'll they'll rescue you. My God, the power of the jury. We talk about it, but man, there's so much power the minute you start Wadir. It's yeah. just they're so powerful if you know how to use that power. Totally. Which I hopefully people listening to this podcast are like, oh my God, how do you do this? And we're like, okay, come join H2H because. The reason I wanted to do this podcast is people get excited about all these things we talk about, yep. but then they come in and they drag all their old bullshit in yep. and then they get frustrated. And, and so you have to empty your cup, come yep. back full circle. You have to come in and go, I don't, I, it's like, you've never been a trial lawyer before yeah. and go, okay, let's start over. And that's not to say that what got you here was bad. I mean, we talk about this too when we're coaching our private clients is that we talk about how your saboteur served a purpose, right? It it kept you safe. It 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 helped you survive. It but when you get to a point where you now recognize your saboteur is no longer serving you, and that's no longer the way you want to live you can let go of it. We don't make it wrong. We don't make it bad. We don't say, oh my God, why was I doing that all this time? What you were doing got you here. Yeah. We're not going to, we're not going to make that wrong or bad. Yeah. And what I've heard before is, is the way you were thinking is what got you here, but that same way of thinking is not going to get you to the next level. That's exactly right. And I think that's what people keep trying to do. They keep trying to fit H2H in their old paradigm and then they get frustrated. And so we're saying, we honor the journey you've been on, yeah. but now it's time to say goodbye. 
and move to the new journey. Yep. And look, I mean, now having really just taken in H2H and all that stuff, when I look back at some of the old stuff that I've learned, I see it in a different light and I can use it more effectively. Yeah, that's what I was just going to end our podcast with is do we ever then bring in some of the older things or some of the non-H2H things? Speak to that. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the things that I love about H2H. It's not, it's H2H and only H2H and this is it. No, it's, hey, it's an entire philosophy. It's Mm -hmm. an entire process of how do you work through the process and do the work and you can just get as creative as you want whether it's mm-hmm. H2H incorporated with, you know, Mitnick or, or Randy McGinn or, or Nick Brown. It's, it just opens up, it allows us to open up to so many, so many different things. And that's the beauty of it. That's exactly right. So I, I don't want to leave our listeners with the impression that it, you know, once you get it to H2H, you never use another trial method or you don't ever try a trick or tip that you learned at a CLE. It, H2H to me is, once you empty your cup and you kind of like do that mindy race mm-hmm. and you immerse yourself in the mindset work and you get to a place where you realize trial can be fun, the jurors are, are you're not your enemy and you're learning the issue oriented voir dire and you're learning that the opening template, then you can like look around, like you're like a new newborn, right? And you're like, yeah. ooh, now I can use this thing that Keith does or ooh, now I know how to use the rally thing because you're not looking at them as techniques anymore. You're looking at them as tools, right? Yeah. They're tools in your arsenal that are, are used at a certain time and place. And now you know where that certain time and place makes sense exactly. because you have a, a philosophy that you're grounded in. And you're no longer in a fear-based place where you're just trying to do whatever you can do. I mean, Michael Cowan is a great example. He's in trial right now and, and he's an H2H'er. And he, of course, we know him as, as the, um, the, um, the owner, no, the, the, the person behind Trial Lawyer Nation podcast. And, you know, and he just posted an opening um, in the H2H crew uh, that he just did. And it's like, it's, it's all kinds of fun things that he yeah. put together. And, and the, one of the great things he said, he's like, I am having so much fun. And isn't that the win in and of itself? Yes. Yes. That's awesome. So empty your cup, my friends, when you come to H2H, we're going to provide the safety for you to let go. But that's your first step is to let go, let go of all this other stuff and learn how to trust yourself first. Let the crew come in and support you. As you learn how to do that, then you learn how to trust the jury and then everything else becomes so much more fun. Well, thank you, Coach June, for being here. Super fun podcasting with you again. And uh, I also want to let our listeners know that I am booked literally through 2023, right? That's like the first option you have to work with me due to cancer and COVID and the fact that I'm super popular. Thank you. But Coach June is here to help. So in his busy schedule, um, he is so helpful to work in the membership. Yes, but he's also um, helping us by taking on consulting clients. So if you want to learn the H2H method with a coach, with a consultant, and help you prepare your issue-oriented voir dire, help you prepare your opening statement, even help you deliver it. I mean, he's a nonverbal rock star, this guy. 
you mm-hmm. can contact us um, at sorrydlm.com or just info at sorrydlm.com, email us, and we'll connect you with June. And um, he's obviously connecting with me on, on different things. So of course I will be involved on some level with that, but he is trained and ready to go and awesome. So you definitely want to work with June and um, you can even con- con- connect with him at June, J-O-O-N at sorrydealum.com if you want to talk to him just one-on-one. All right. All Thank right. you for being here. Hope your kids get past some of the swearing we did and are proud of dad for being on a podcast yet again. It's so fun to have you. And uh, we'll talk to everybody next week. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Sorry. Thanks for joining me today. If you benefited from what we talked about or just want to let me know you enjoy the podcast, go ahead and leave me a review on whichever platform you use to listen to From Hostage to Hero. Add a comment and I just might give you a shout out on an upcoming episode. In the meantime, head over to FromHostageToHero.com to order your copy of my book, From Hostage to Hero, Captivate the Jury by Setting Them Free. And to get on my mailing list, I send out trial tips and encouragement right to your inbox every single week. And while you're there, make sure you join the waitlist to become an H2H crew member when we reopen. We only open a few times each year and you do not want to miss out. I look forward to our time together in next week's episode. Talk then. Talk then.